it was a weird trip. We got we got cut off. We got shut off at Applebee's because um, we were drinking too much and too short of a span of time. You got cut off at Applebee's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll talk about that in a That's minute. A let's let's get this thing underway. That'll be a fun story to tell. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So, episode number seventy-five of Slappercast, a weekly talk show with blackguards. Uh, yeah, and it's we we are uh, celebrating our sixteenth birthday. As a band today? Not today. Not today? Not today. Come yeah. this coming weekend. Get with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, next, is it next Friday or Saturday? We're going to establish it right now. <laughs> By the way, 75th is Diamond Anniversary, so. Ooh. Um, and speaking of Diamond, we have a. I've got a guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then that. Diamond Anniversary, yeah. I see. Just FYI. You just looked that up. Yeah, to make sure. I knew it was something important. It wasn't gold. It wasn't silver. I think, uh, I thought maybe silver is, I don't fucking know. I'll have to look it up again. But Well, gold is 75. We've never done anything 75 times in a row. Well, unless you count that one time at summer camp. Well. Well, but I was, I was young then. So, yeah. yeah. So, this is our birthday episode. So, in case you're wondering... How long have we been <laughs> a band? 16, next weekend. So we're celebrating it. Why are we celebrating it now? Oh, that's right, because we're taking next week off, right? <laughs> and the next yeah. week, and the next week. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. right. <laughs> yes, so we're going to be taking some time off from the road. And uh, back to you in the studio, Chuck. So is it Friday or Saturday? Friday the 17th or Saturday the 18th? I think it should be Friday the 17th. Friday? Yeah. Okay. We Reason it- why we're we're throwing numbers around here and uh the we've uh, we've never actually set a time on when it was officially born. So we're officially putting that number on it today. So we're uh so sixteen years old, Blackers has a sixteenth birthday party. And I just it just blows my mind. Because I listened to some of our recordings, I was like, "Man, this band hasn't practiced sixteen times." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's a it's such a it's such a massive amount of time. Yeah, my daughter was just born. It was just you know when when this you know when this ruckus hit and just it's unholy the the the, the amount it's unholy the the, the the amount of of Things that I was writing this morning, I, I did so much this morning. I, it's just, it's crazy day. But the amount of stuff that's happened, the amount of people we've met, the amount of just monumental, you know, hurdles that we've, you know, take. It's, it's, it's been, it's been, there's been a lot. There's yeah. been a lot. And this has been, you know, it's just, and I had, you know, it, it's exciting because I think we have the biggest events coming up now you know it's just you know you know an original record you know much better tour opportunities you know when when we decide to come out of retirement (laughs) yeah well that's the sign of of you guys you know you know plugging away at it for so many years and not giving up and building that fan base you know uh, talking with friends about it they're just they're just in awe how many fans you have on Facebook and how many fans you have on YouTube and how many fans you have on the other, other medium uh, media platforms too. They're just how they do that. Well, just years of grinding it out and t- I, hate the, use, I hate using that word though. Grinding. We're out here grinding. I like uh, that. I like that word. Uh, but you know, the idea that, you know, you got, you know, you guys have put in all that hard work and I get to walk in the middle of it at your 16th birthday. I've only been <laughs> in the band for 16 minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. He picked a good year to join. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I know? <laughs> yeah. 2020 will be your year. Yeah. No, it won't. Yeah. Well, fuck you, fortune cookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got a trip. And this is true, obviously, for every musician in the, in the world right now, but it's just weird. To, to, I hadn't really thought about it. I was like, yeah, we, we usually play somewhere well over 100 shows a year, and this, who knows where this number is going to wind up. I mean, it's probably going to. I don't know. I don't want to say I'm, you know, always kind of hoping things will turn around. We'll be able to start playing again, but it's kind of bizarre. This is definitely going to be the lowest number 
obviously, oh, yeah. in, in, in the history of the band. I mean, even in the early days when we weren't playing like a whole lot, you know, this is still going to be less than that, I think. Yeah. What's the most number of shows Blaggart has played in a year? Does anybody know the exact number? I don't know. I don't know the exact number, but it was close to 200. I'm sure. Close to 200. If you go back to the days when we were playing every Wednesday, you know, and then three three or four yeah, gigs you know, out during the yeah, week. We did, but yeah, we had a few house gigs. We had a few. Uh, and then there was, of course, Eamon from Molly's that would put us on these Molly's tour, and we'd play every one of his pubs. He's got 19 pubs. But we'd play most of his, you know, the ones that could house us. We'd play all of them, and it would just be, we have T-shirts with all the dates on the back of it. And it was, that alone was, cause, and it wasn't just one, play, play one pub. You know, we play two pubs on a weekend, and, and then we'd go and hit them again. And it's just, yeah. but Eamon a- a- is that kind of, Eamon's a- not only a visionary, Eamon Finnerty from the Molly's pubs here in Houston uh, on, and surrounding areas. Eamon's uh, a- a- one of these minds that doesn't shut off. I imagine like a Jeff Bezos or a, uh, you know, Tim Apple. <laughs> uh, Tim Cook from Apple. <laughs> right. Or, uh, or um, you know, just like one of these minds never stops and he's, he's not just numbers and, and future. He's, he's, he's everything. He's, he's promoting all the time or, or at least pushing new ways to promote and always hitting, you know, hitting on every cylinder at all times. I've, I've, we've gone to lunch many, many times and listening to his ration, you know, how, how he puts stuff into, into the universe through his, through his mind is it's staggering. Cause he's, he's, you know, if you have 19 pubs, chances are you're not sleeping a lot. Yeah. And you're, but everybody that works for him, lives for him they love him you know yeah because he, he's 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 never gonna ask you to do something that he wouldn't do and so it's people like that i guess that have that have all you know back to back to us back to our our 16 years we look to people like that that never take the foot off the gas mm-hmm. and not not in a, an obnoxious way right you know like a like a like a motley crew releasing more than one record um <laughs> So I mean, uh, you know, pushing the, just pushing your physical boundaries, your mental boundaries, just just keep going, and listening to his managers then talk about him, and they just, it's nothing but respect for that man. Just you know, yeah, they love him absolutely. You know. love but that's and, and so so we kind of steal from that when we see people like that. We go, yeah, that's the Chris Steele O'Bannons, uh-huh. you know, uh, Pete Gordon, Pete Gordon, or, yes, definitely Pete Gray, yeah. Know, I believe, yeah, yeah. We we early on uh, Brian Brian from Brian O'Neill's too when he still when that pub was still open Brian he was, he was a big yeah. supporter of ours the banner that we carried around for I don't know until it fell until it dissolved years. yeah yeah into the into the air <laughs> yeah we don't know where it went but yeah uh, there was a day, there was a time Brian O'Neill's in the in the Bryce Village on Morningside well, it's long gone now but we used to back in the day we used to play there twice a month. Uh, and they they would have had us more often too, just like Fidel and Austin. But yeah. we, we 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 didn't want to be tied down to one one venue. Yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I got to think this morning on the on the, you know out in the bayou and clearing the head. I got to thinking about how many how many people we've met through this through being in a band for sixteen years, and it's beyond staggering. It's beyond it's beyond comprehension how many people that we've met through. I, I got a lovely uh, 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 Alison Corlin from uh, Illinois that came to see us in Arkansas. They came on the Ireland trip with us. Alison. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 They were uh, these, this, this wonderful couple from Lincoln, Illinois. They, uh, they showed up at, I think it was the last, I think it was the last uh, uh, Hibernia show we did. Oh, okay. They, they, That's right. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they drove down for that. I got a lovely text from her the other day saying, I heard things are shit in Texas. She didn't say that. But she said, I heard <laughs> things are crappy in Texas. I hope you are doing all right. Tell me you're okay. Beautiful. I mean, just, you know, checking in on us and just. That, that show was like, it was like a, that was like a, an episode of a sitcom because it's like they, they were there and there were some people, I think, didn't John, John Warner come down from Kansas that same night? Yes. So we had, and then Colleen, think, his wife. Yeah, and then we had some. We had Greg and Sharon from Houston drive up, and so yeah. we had we had all these people driving from all over across multiple state lines to come to this one show. Yeah, and Keith and York had had his friends Keith that, that York, he hadn't yes, seen for yeah, right, yeah. So, 
so it it it, it staggers my mind. It blows my mind. I just gasping at the amount of people that we've met through this, through being in the past. And you, I mean, I, I knew you for I knew you for months and months and months long before we played with you. But we said, you know, we we threw some M and M's in the van, and of course Eric jumps in because mm. you know he can't. And then we got to take him up to Nebraska for a long weekend. And we played the festival up in Greeley. That was fun. Yeah, but that was, that was our first. And then it was our first time playing together mm-hmm. and then getting to know each other. And, and the, the commonalities then, you know, the paths that have crossed since then. And, and we learned so much about Eric and he, us, and not knowing, not any clue that we were going to end up being in a band together after but that even that was when was that how many years ago was that it was 2017 right 17 i think yeah yes 17 i I, yes and you know and and because eric and i live very close by we've met for coffee and whatnot and and uh and it was just just uh it was a great fit anyway because i remember that first show in in uh in uh in omaha we played at the Dubliner, and uh, that was our first time letting loose on people with Eric. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember uh, Jay Holland, Jamie Ward, and you know uh, John Nania. All all the all the, the the Omaha gang was there. You know, because because they'd only ever seen us play with Mike, and then you add a new member, and they're okay. We want to see this, and they were oh, that's so. Just, I was just doing what I was told. Yes, you were. <laughs> Don't stop. I was following instructions. Don't stop. But that was, I mean, that was a, what a, what an introduction. It was a fun trip. Yeah. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That was a, it was a, the, the other cool thing is, I assume, I, I'm assuming it was your first Irish festival ever played. Um, and Eric has a massive, uh, massive, let me yes. stagger here for uh, effect. Yes. Eric has a massive work history. He's got a huge <laughs> resume. He's got a giant. Oh, anyway, let's uh, resume. <laughs> resume. He. Uh, so I asked him that on purpose, cold, because I want to watch the wheels turn. It was. But that was. But it's funny when we're taking people to a, an Irish festival for the first time. It's because we have to explain. Because remember, we had the singing priest with the. Yeah. Remember the. Remember the line for. For the merch table at the, the singing priest, that yeah, was there. they went oh, crazy God. for him. He's some, yeah. some, some YouTube star, and if you've ever watched Father Ted, uh, I, I you you would uh, you'd understand this. But <laughs> God dang, there was a priest singing to a, a basically a boombox, right? The recorded tracks, and he mm-hmm. sang his version of Hallelujah, and oh uh, yeah, fuck that song. Yes, yes, twice. And uh, or the Len- Leonard Cohen, Hallelujah. Yes. You don't like that song? No. <laughs> Why is it? Is it? You just heard it too many times. Yes. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Yeah. Over. Well, it's way overplayed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like so, the Hotel California overcovered music. What? Yeah. Overcovered. Overcovered. Yeah. After, do like, you think? Do you think it should have been shut down before Rufus covered it, or after he covered it? Rufus and Shaka Khan. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright. I know what you mean. Yeah. If there's a Rufus and Shaka Khan version, I'd be into that. Yeah, but Sorry. Uh, no, I think. I think not to get off track here, but I think that too uh, late. <laughs> Please, get that's, that's, a t- that's a terrible song. I, 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 I don't like it, but I don't. But I, don't, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant song. But overplay it, I'll give you that. Thanks. All right, good. Yeah. We'll cut that so, part out. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Chad says, "Oh, really?" So, uh, but it's it's fun explaining how how an Irish festival works. It's basically starts out as a bunch of people. Yeah, let's get everybody into a field and we'll drink. Yeah, let's have some music. Yeah. Okay, let's. That's it, right? Yeah. And explaining how the dynamic of an Irish festival work is just hysterical to me. I mean, a lot of people have no idea what they're doing. And sometimes it catches on, sometimes it dies. And we've been to the ones that have died after a year, you know, after one event. Mm. We've been to the ones that have been like NTIF that have been going for since the beginning of time. Yeah, or just sure. blow up the first time. Yeah. You know, some of them do really well. Yeah. Right up gate. in Sherman. Yeah. And, uh, so, explaining to uh, to Eric. Well, actually, we didn't even explain it to you. We just kind of gave you a heads up. Hey, this is not a festival like you're probably used to playing. 
This is going to be a festival that year. That a nice stage though. Stage is good. Stage is great. Stage, is, yeah. Stage is great. But There's the thing there. that threw me off was how far we drove out into the fields of mm-hmm. soybean and whatever else is growing out there in Nebraska. Corn, deep, deep corn, uh, Nebraska. Yeah. Corn. And we just kept going and going. And at one point, I'm like, "Are we lost?" Yeah, because it was so far out there. But you and see, that, if you didn't know us, then you'd think that we were just going to kill you. Yeah, well, we're just going to die. That's that's. <laughs> because, I, you know, I've had a good run. Yeah, <laughs> but there was nowhere else. There was nothing else to do out there except be murdered. No, but, I mean it was so far out. Greeley, <laughs> Nebraska, is so far away from everything Dude. that you really should either get kill somebody or be killed. <laughs> and I can't believe that that far out there. At one point, there was a school. It was a Catholic school because that's what that, that that building was was an old Catholic. Yeah. Um, obviously, probably run by Irish folks. Yeah. School, and that town could support that school for a long time. And obviously. You drive into that town, there's one gas station and one convenience store. That was it. And a few houses and this, and this school and the church. Yeah. And that was fucking it. Yes. And I was just shocked how many people were actually there. Because we got there and I was like, ain't nobody going to come to this thing. And yeah. You walk around the corner and the field was packed full of people. Yeah. Is that one still going on? It is still yeah. going on, Okay. Yes. Yeah. And they've been going for a while, too, from mm-hmm. what I believe. But we got a phone call from them years before they'd asked us to. I didn't know where Greeley was. I thought it was the wrong number, so I didn't call him back. No, but then a few years later, he, he, he called us and asked us to go. So it was a great time. It was a great time. And, we and, were it, definitely it was, the only band on that bill that was like us. Yes. Everyone else is wearing the vests and the shirts and the gimme caps and uh, – folks playing all the weird instruments and like yes. the kind of shit that you'd expect to see at an Irish festival. Yes. Like Boron's and there's a guy playing Cajon and of course the banjo thing and the, you know, and that kind of thing. And all the guys kind of dress the same. And then we come out and just. Yeah. yeah. Good night, Irene. Yeah. Well, that's the, I mean, that's the, 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 the goal of this band was never to 16 years. Did I mention that? Yeah. The goal of this band was never to be the, run-of-the-mill thing. And, and again, I go back to our friend uh, Steve Twigger from uh, Gaelic Storm. When he, when he said to us at Fado uh, many, many years ago, he said, I just love watching what you guys do. He goes, you don't listen to the, what's popular and what's happening. And you just do your thing and keep going. And I, I took that as a, as a big compliment. And I really appreciated him saying it because a lot of the, we've talked about this so many times, a lot of the bands that we just bands that we come across not necessarily that we know because the bands that we know that we talk to we like but a lot of the ones that we just kind of come across are comp- just just wankers of 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 epic proportion in in that they're they're popular because they're trying to stay popular you know what i mean they're 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 trying to hit on the what's on the radio and what's what the sound you know sure and that just, that drives me crazy because there's no it, it's it's completely transparent it's anemic when you hear it and it's transparent when you see it because there's no there's no back there's no soul to it and we have a lot of stuff that's tongue-in-cheek but you still don't it's still not you know is the music can still be decent you know yeah so anyway i i I got to to talk to uh, an old friend of mine actually i used to live in boston and i talked to an old friend of mine uh, this week and uh, had seen some of our videos and was complimenting, especially the one down at Laurie and Chris's, the, the, the live stream and uh, digging the digging the drums. Oh, cool! Digging the drums and uh, the sound on that was really really good. The sound was was uh, thank you. That was a self high five. Yeah, it was, it, and, and it, it's it's it is a joy after sixteen years to see where we're at. And we're, you know, what we've come from and to see these old clips and stuff with big amplifiers and crappy JBL plastic speakers and just all this kind of, to what we have now and to, you know. Yeah. Decent, you know, really nice uh, van and great gear and Mm -hmm. lightweight and, you know, just everything. We could do a whole show talking about all the gear. <laughs> be a boring show for most people, but talking about all the gear transitions we've gone through. I'm already bored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it is. It, it, it's it, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and... How many shirts I lost to that grill. 
on the back of those huge Mackies carrying yeah. the thing around and we'd rip the front of all so, my t-shirts. So, so we had those massive big Mackie, speak, speaking of boring, with these massive speakers that, that weighed 100 No, they weighed 99, no, 98 pounds. And our speaker, the max weight was 100 pounds. We go, that's good. No. That'll work. No, they're saying suggested. They want, you know, they want a 20 pound, you know, they want 20 pounds of uh, less of what you're going to put on. So we put these 100 pound speakers on these basically... 80 pound you know and so these these and, and the stands did okay they did they did the ultimate stands they did okay for a while but then they started to 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 get tired to give well, out. Yeah. Was, remember what was funny when we first got those things is we had the subs at the same time and, and the guy we bought them from gave, gave them just these poles to stick in the subs that would be on there he's like oh these these would be fine so we put it on there and it's like yeah like, like a tree bending in the breeze Jesus. They just, yeah. They just, but it, yeah they destroyed the poles yeah. yeah these were not not pretty this sound of these mackies the reason why i bought these mackies because i went into a friend of mine and to a place i will not mention and we bought them, and i plugged them in and we plugged a uh, you know cd player or something through it and just god give me those mm-hmm. and the same, same with the with the system we have now. Only the system we have now, you can carry on one hand and the whole system. Do you remember? Do you remember what we did to replace those poles? Oh yeah, it was it Brian who went and got the, yeah. the pipes and yeah. spray painted them black. Yep. Oh, like steel pipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. can kill somebody no, with the thing. Whatever yeah, works, no, right? Yeah. yeah. But but the other thing is too when you put when you put them in, in in the subs, the subs aren't meant to hold speakers that heavy because it was that little plastic. Um, this little plastic section that was that the poles go into, they're not, they're plastic. And you're holding pipes and you're holding 100 pounds of, <laughs> you know, of hardware that's not going. Yeah. Anyway, so those days are long gone. And glad we went there. And we're glad that we, you well, know, you have to. I yeah. Mean, you, exactly. You, you kind of get the technology of the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the, the worst ever are the, the, those, the, the, the JBL, the, the plastic JBLs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they were lighter weight and they were somewhat less nasty to look at, I guess. But their sound was miserable. There's yeah. nothing you could do to make them sound. There's good. no reinforcement in them. Yeah, except put them underwater. That's why the Mackie speaker sounds so good because there's reinforcement. Yeah, we had a buddy of ours when I lived up north in New Hampshire. A buddy of ours who was a sound engineer guy. He built his own speakers and he sold us a set. And they were, you know, they were just like, you know, maybe maybe that tall, maybe that wide. But they weighed a fucking ton because he lined them with concrete. He put no. concrete on the sides and the back. What? And you plugged those things in, and they were loud as hell and crystal clear. But that's he's kind of a mad scientist that yeah. way. And they weighed a fucking ton. But it's because they were lined with concrete. <laughs> he's like, this is going to get you a good sound. What's in them? Concrete. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but you could crank those things up. and, and it, yeah. yeah. Nice balance of treble and bass and mids and as loud as you wanted to go, and they would not break up. Wow. It's so yeah, uh, yeah. So 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 for the non-musical types and not, this is just boring shit. So <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> no, it's just it, it. It is like I said, the amount of ground that we've covered, the amount of people we've met, gear that we've destroyed, and and but but everything you learn from everything. It's it, you know, it's you just have to be a dumb twat that doesn't, re, you know, learn something, pick it up, and go with that. Mm. We we. Every single time it was a, actually it started off when, when my van got broken into mm-hmm. and we lost the PA and the, you know, that's when we went from gear that was okay and sounded okay to good gear. Yeah. That was the first time. And then when, when you make that step and you, you you're not going to go backwards, you know, un- unless you don't care. And I know even, even the bands that we come across that we don't really care for, even they care about their sound, and they're not mm-hmm. going to go backwards. You're not going to go cheap. You're not going to go. So your 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 job is to get booked again and again and again, and to get people, you know, have people enjoy what you're doing. So you you don't want to assault them with volume. You don't want to, you know, some of the some of the uh, some of the recordings that we hear. You don't want to. You don't want to ever have that happen to you. <laughs> you don't want to have that. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 never ending. You can you know if you're a gearhead, you're never going to stop the, the pursuit of you know that perfect sound or that perfect piece of gear. That that's not me. I've never been that, but I do. 
I, I know and you can tell by the look on the faces in the audience if you've if you've made the right purchase. You know, if you like the gear we have now, we've never had a complaint mm-hmm. about the sound. Unless yeah. unless we decide to be too loud. It's completely yeah. controlled. Yeah. Everything, every aspect of it is controllable. And the fact that every show now we it, it's so easy to record every show off the board that we have. We do. <laughs> There's way more material than we were ever could possibly we could ever possibly use. But that's why when you look at the YouTube videos, I'm able to go in and actually mix mix everything as if it's like an actual mm. album, you know, EQ and everything like that. So the mad scientist over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we used to, I mean, Patrick and I used to day. Well, you used to just uh, fantasize about man, wouldn't it be cool? Because we were trying to record the shows early on. It was always kind of tricky. Like, what do you put a tape recorder down or? And right. eventually we figured out we could plug an iPod into the thing and we could just record a board mix, but the board mix would be, you know, all vocals and guitar, yeah. no drums, right? Huh. Interesting. Because, so, <laughs> you know, half, half the mix wouldn't even be in the board because we didn't need it in the board. But now it's you know, now we can record everything and, and mix it later. But it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to think. Wouldn't it be, we used to fantasize. I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. Wouldn't it be cool to be able to tr- just record every single track individually, digitally, and every single show? Like, well, oh, that'll be the day. And now, now we're able to do that. <laughs> like I said, it's more than more than we know what to do with, but it's just nice to have. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But we, when we, when we got the call from the from the movies or TV show, and they want to hear an idea, we're able to just go in and within minutes do it ourselves, versus running to the studio and yeah. getting everybody. You know, we're able to just. And which we've done, we've we actually got a lot of work from that, mm-hmm. from being able to do that. And um, you know, back in the day, you had to physically walk into these venues and hand them a cassette tape or a CD if you were on top of your game, right? And spend money in the studio and go, you know. So to walk in and just get your gig was a lot of money, a lot of time, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah energy spent, you know. Man, it's been what current day now? We're looking at a. Do, do, so I hate to go off our our birthday celebratory message, but do you think we're going to do another shutdown? It's well, the mayor was so. was saying, but we need another one last night on Twitter. He he said, he said that, that last yeah. night. He didn't say that they're going to do one. He said we need one last night. Huh? What? He twatted last night. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Is that well, the past tense of twittering? Twatting. It is now. I guess. I'm. I'm. I'm using anyway. Thank you. Sign me I up. Uh, I think that uh, um, that gal Lena Hildago deserves a medal, medal for what for what she's trying to do to take care of us. She's been really on on the, on the forefront of trying to make sure that Houstonians stay safe and do the right thing, and she's been thwarted <laughs> several yeah, times the, by the heat that she's the governor been taking, and yeah. and uh, and just people in general. But I do believe that we are on the verge of another. Shut down. I hate to say, it, I think it's. I think it's happening. I think it's. I know our next door neighbors and Abbott's Mexico uh, started again. Yeah, Abbott on Friday apparently he said it several times. We may have to. We may have to. We may have to. Like in different, yeah. different interviews. And I don't so, see how we can't. Uh, I just think just to protect people and uh, and uh, and try to figure out how to move forward. You know. Yeah, and, well, and, and it's July, and and uh, you know school is supposed to be starting in basically a month for a lot of school districts around this area, and it's just like. How in the world are they going to be able to do that? How how are you going to let your kid, you know, okay, maybe if you don't like your kid, that's cool. You know, (laughs) off you go. But, you know, how, if you have any, you know, kind of regard for your, for your kids, how are you going to let them go to, go into that? Um, I I don't want to see another, I don't want to see another shutdown because we're, we're essentially still shut down from the first time. So, I mean, technically it's like, it's never, it's never really stopped for, Guys yeah. like us and a lot of folks in the entertainment district, a lot of and, and, entertainment, entertainment, you know, industry sector, industry, yeah. a lot of folks in just the sheer hospitality, like the bar owners. Yes. A lot of restaurant owners are trying to figure shit out. You know, obviously sporting events are not going to be happening. I mean, they are going to be happening, but not with people. And no. even you see a lot of professional sports guys are saying, you know what, due to, due to circumstances and my family, I decided not to play this year. I mean, I follow sports just because I'm curious to see what's going to happen with them. And a lot of players are actually saying, I know my team is going to play this year, but I'm going to back out because of reasons X, Y, and Z. That's what I mean. You, you know, maybe they have kids that, or, or old 
That's people exactly. that they care about. Yeah. So then, and there's we, obviously we've been shut down. Obviously we're still shut down. Obviously we're you know trying to do do the best we can. Um, but but, and I, I it, it just I always think of people like Eamon from Molly's here in Houston and Chris Steele in O'Bannon's and Blackwater and mm-hmm. just all these people that we've that we've just grown to to you know. I hate calling. I hate saying that they're friends because it it doesn't it just doesn't seem right. Just being in a band and playing for them, but these guys have become friends of mm. and, and, and it's just it, they they are truly friends. There's no question about it because we not only we stayed at Chris Steele's house and Eamon we've been friends with and broke bread with and blah 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 on and on and on. All these people that we met through the but we have to we have to be taking care of ourselves and our families. And if we don't, if we don't shut this down again, I mean, I, I don't want to shut it down. I can't say nobody. Yeah. Nobody I can't say, but, it. but you know, the, the, the these clubs are not going to come back. These clubs are not going to be there. And, we, you know, we know that there's no leadership. We know that I fucking, I, 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 I could rage about this, but I don't want to, we're already here. So I might as well, <laughs> the, all these loans that were put out, uh, the SBA loans that were put out that were, were supposed to, and, yeah. yeah, we're supposed to help small business people like Chris Steele, like yes. uh, Amon, all, all these, well, you know, pe- people who are running local businesses. And we just found out a few days ago that millions went to all these, these uh, companies that didn't need, didn't even need any assistance. Did you know about this? Yeah, and don't, yeah, get, don't yeah. get me started on the bailout yeah. on all those churches either. Yeah, I mean, it's don't just... Don't started on that. And now they're saying, oh, we're out of money, you know. Yeah, I wonder why, you know. So, yeah, well... Anyway. And Pete, yeah. Pete, you know, our buddy Pete Gordon, my landlord, good friend, our friend. Continental Club. We've known Pete forever. Continental Club. He chose not to reopen because he wanted to see what was going to happen. Yeah. And he was kind of... I mean, Pete's, Pete's smart in a lot of ways, and that was one way I think he was smart. Was he was like he's like I don't want to pull my people off unemployment because they're making money and they can afford to pay their rent, they can afford to buy groceries, they can afford to pay their bills. If I pull them off unemployment to come to a club that's only going to be opened at twenty five or fifty percent capacity. He's like, yeah. I can't, I can't even afford to open the doors. That is better just to stay shut, yeah, and save the money that I do have. And so, luckily, he didn't open, and obviously the bars closed up again. So. I'm not sure it was what he's doing, what's going to happen with him, but that was a wise move, I think. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's it's a wise. I, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm I'm just out of energy and out of words because of the people that are able to, and especially especially the people that are still working that haven't haven't had a day you know haven't had a day interruption through this. You know, they're able to work at home or they're able to their job. You know, they 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 work alone, whatever it is. And they're bitching about people being on unemployment or people being, you know, not knowing. Of course, they know, but they're too dumb to or too self-centered to look past their their situation. This is not anything that I would wish on my worst enemy. Mm. This this ability to work and not being able to and to be shut out and then to have the, you know, to be a just to be so shallow and idiotic that you that you don't want to be seen in public with a mask and then when it gets to a point well i'll put a mask on now because it's obviously yeah you know it's obviously time and it's no it was time you know in february in march that was the time so yeah there's so many and and there's no excuse anymore there has obviously there was you can hear us i think it was the very first video video edition of the show we did that was back when they were still telling us that masks weren't, you know, didn't do anything. And, uh, and that changed, but yes. now it's like some people just can't accept the fact that the data has changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, every well, single medical professional every, in the world. If you rewind back to the very, very beginning, there hasn't been leadership on this. No. Now the, now the, I hate calling them fucking leaders. It implies some kind of education or, <laughs> um, but now that, now that it's it's the uh, n- n- now that it's critical. Now that it's absolutely you know, the numbers are just stupid, and the 
um, well, I'll put a mask on now and I'll try to, you know, that's, that's, that's beyond idiotic. That's beyond moronic. That's beyond any kind of thought process. It's, it's just, it, it, it's, you know, so, so there's going to be, there's going to be, it looks like there's just going to be another shutdown. And I, I mean, at this point, do, do we, do we line the streets with, with national guard or do we, you know, how do we keep people from? Yeah. I don't know. You know, cause, cause it's just staggering. When you look at the numbers, look at, look at the numbers in America versus New Zealand or it's, it's beyond. I mean, I South I, Korea. I had a feeling things weren't going to clear up as, as quickly as everybody hoped they would, but I, I kind of, this is like way worse than I thought it was going to get as far as the numbers and the way things are going up. Luckily we're not number one anymore. Is Florida's right? number one. But, oh, for Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. right. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it's, it, think about this. Why is our national anthem so hard to sing? <laughs> There's it's a, a hard reason song for to sing. Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because it's meant for the individual to sing. It's hard for a group of people to sing the national anthem. They do it at ball games, but it's still hard for you or I to sing it. And, yes. And, okay, okay, we're going to put the national anthem in the key of G. Well, I can't sing in a G because it's too high when it gets to the bridge. Yes. If I put it in, you know, down a couple of steps, then I, but then you can't sing it because now it's too low for you or whatever. Yeah. So, so, so think about that. So the national anthem is hard for groups to sing because it's just a hard song to sing. Okay. Yeah. So who does it focus on? The individual. What does America focus on? The individual. It's all about individual choices, individual freedoms, right? It's not like we have a group choice on most anything because we can't we can't agree on anything in america there's no like you can't bring how many people in this country more than 12 300 300 million or something like that 350 million for us to all agree on something it's impossible yes and that's why when they they put the states part putting the mass mandate you had a bunch of people who were intelligent that said i've done some research on this and this sounds like it's a good idea this will protect me It'll protect my neighbor. It'll protect the person I come in contact with at the grocery store. What do all the other jackasses do? Fuck that. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want. Right. Without thinking about their neighbor. Right. The guy at the grocery store. Yeah. Anywhere else. Yeah. Because of their individual liberties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what makes us a completely bullshit country sometimes. It's (laughs) just like we can't come together and and join in on one thing. Yeah, it goes Unless it's about blowing something up. It gets it goes beyond the pale sometimes. Often, anyway, I'm yeah. off my I'm off my soapbox. Well, don't yeah. don't get out of your soapbox just yet because now I want to talk about the deficit. <laughs> so so you know rather you know it's I not know the deficit is the budget. The budget's yeah. the problem. <laughs> so we we you know I I derailed this 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 triumphant glorious thing you know that we went into the gutter of this. But you know it's we're not getting any closer to our goal of getting back to playing music. You know, we're, we're get. It feels like we're being pulled away. It's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. It's an, you know, an actual nightmare scenario is when you know you're in, you're, you, you have that dream where you're late for class and you're, you know, you're in your thirties or forties and you've been out of class for quite a yeah. while, and, but that's what it seems like to me. It's just every day the numbers go up and you're being further pulled further and further away of, from getting back into creating music, doing your, doing what we were supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so and i hate even bringing it up i've done and, and 10 times during this discussion right now i thought i'll just tell chap we'll just cut this bit out we'll just you know just keep the you know keep the keep the keep the celebratory thing going but we are we're, we're, we're just like i said some of these bars are not gonna are not gonna come back and some of these bands that uh some of these bands that are maybe not not full time like we are, where it's our only source of income. Um, maybe they're not going to come back. That's a that's a very true possibility. I yeah, mean, I mean, fearing that since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people that are not just you know, not not to say that the, the the individuals will never play again, but I I just know some of these really good bands are not going to be able to you know bands that have taken their cal- their their calendar you know they've eliminated every date from their calendar through 2020 now. You know these international or these national touring acts, they're they're going to have a hard time keeping that band together. So, 
you know, we, 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 a couple of weeks back, we, we made fun of the Eagles and, uh, you know, many other bands just, just because we've heard them so many times, whether, you know, but some of those bands that, and, and it was, I made that point just because people would get, Hey, I, I like hotel California. I know you do. You know, <laughs> you also like all McDonald had a farm and you know, that's, that's fine. That's good. Um, the, but these bands that you that you like these the you know these people that these they are not going to be able to come back together as as, as that unit that you you know that you mm-hmm. well, Glenn Fry's dead so I mean I mean I, I, the, who's that he's, he's from the Eagles oh is he yeah so the and, idea of the Eagles getting back together in, in 2021 is well I just is, I, I just mean bands in general I'm teasing that can't yeah, yeah. That, that can't you know they're just not going to be able to hold their hold their you know their 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 lineup together. And who's to say? Maybe somebody was planning a farewell tour and whatnot, and that's that's the last of their. You know, it's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal. People are are so sold on their, you know, they're in they're so into what their what their taste dictated, and 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 now it's it's kind of just. You know, it's, it's interesting. To, sorry, Chad, go ahead. I was going to say is it's going to be survival of the fittest. Uh, it's always been that way in the music industry. I think. Well. Uh, <laughs> some gray areas there but there was i think it was rick beato it was a, a video I think, unfortunately he's take, since taken it down i don't know why it wasn't i don't think it was because of the content i think maybe in the video they were sitting too close and people gave him i'm just theorizing but uh it was too rick beato was sitting with a friend of his and they were they didn't have masks on they were kind of sitting kind of close in their backyard and it was a great discussion. The next day, the video was gone. It was like, "Come on, Rick! Come on, Rick! You know, come on, Rick!" Anyway, but in the video, they were, they were talking about how, in the long run, some good things may come about this because of uh, it's it's bad for a lot of, like you're saying, a lot of musicians may not survive this, but for the music industry in general, on the whole, it might be a good thing in the long run because we're going to be forced to learn how to survive without. You know, I don't know people people like us who who don't need labels to mm-hmm. to to get ahead. Um, and that's just why I wish I could refer you to the video because <laughs> it was articulated a lot better in the discussion. But um, I do think in the long run, a lot of things it's going to be things are going to be better on the far side of this. Well, uh, business wise, I think because yeah, we'll be more self sufficient. One thing that I'm concerned about is that I don't want to just play on the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's boring. Like, I want to go to a club. I want to go to a venue. I want to go to a festival. I want to play on stage and, and play in front of people and see faces and stuff like that. So obviously, if this thing if this thing ever gets uh, corralled in any kind of way, then that would be beneficial for the entire world. Obviously, not yeah. just us, but for any industry and 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 any and any part of the world. But you know, the idea of like, well, maybe you know, maybe playing online is the way to go. I'm just like. I think that that could be a facet of it, a yeah, part of it, absolutely. part of the, uh, a part of the, what you, what you want to do. Um, but I have no desire to make that a thing. No, like a full time. The thing. only thing. Yeah. The only thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, that's, that's what I mean. In part, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's always, we've always had it. Not always. We've had it. It's been a thing for about, you know, 10 years, five, 10 years sure. online performances. Right. And it's becoming, it's gonna. It's become more of a thing, and I think it's gonna remain more of a thing. But, but yeah, it, it's gonna be really depressing in the long run if we can't. Have we'll just play audiences, you know, yeah. in the actual show. And that's and that's the, and and the other side of that is, is anybody gonna want to go out and see live music? Well, I can just sit home and watch it on on my computer. You know that that's the problem. And it's the, and the funny thing is, we just watched Idiocracy the other day, so the Mike Judge movie Idiocracy. Mm-hmm. You seen that? Yeah. And I was just like, wow, oh, this is really yeah, like. You ever saw it? You should watch it. It. it I don't like to sit. It, it'll remind you of. It'll remind you of. Uh, of current. Yes, yeah. yeah. I've heard. Which I've is heard, tragic yeah. because it's set in like twenty five, twenty five or something like. Yeah. That. In the year twenty five, twenty five. Oh really? If man is still alive. Well, we have our new internet yeah. sensation. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Oh, my buddy Bob up north says that there's plenty of drive-in concerts up there, so he said we should go up to New England for the summer and. And Can do play a bunch of drives. Yeah, I saw some. Like Bob, have I ever told you that? I like yeah, that. his. Yeah, he had a question. Uh, oh, no. a topic for this week though. But I was like, man, that's really esoteric. It's really, <laughs> it's not going to work. What is it? The question is, the question was comparing all of the bands. No, sorry, 
comparing all the house bands from the Tonight Show. Oh, oh, well, Je- just I, I, the Tonight Show. What's that? Just the Tonight Show or any late night? No, the uh, late John, night the uh, Tonight Show that's on on NBC or CBS, whatever. It's on. Right. No, it started with Jack Benny and then Johnny, Johnny Carson, Carson and then Jay Leno and then that's kind of a no brainer, isn't it? Right. No, is it? Doc Severinsen, come on, huh? Doc Severinsen. I think Doc Severinsen band was probably the best band. But that's, yeah. How is there know, any comparison? The Roots are playing now. The Roots are great. Yeah, that's true. That's the only Leno, good thing about the show now. Jay Leno had that failed experiment with Branford Marcellus and Kevin Eubanks running the band, and that was just like oh, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Well, a lot what, of tension what? between a lot uh, of tension between Branford and uh, and Jay Leno, and really? I don't think the American public really wanted to listen to jazz late night. So, what was the tension between the two? Just didn't get along because you know. Well, I, how, how did Jay Leno yeah. ever get on TV? That's yeah, just, that whole fucking thing is a disaster. Oh my god! The way David Letterman got fucked around and the way that Conan got fucked around is just like it's unconscionable. Yeah, it should have been David Letterman. That's that's yeah. should that's, have taken yes. over after Johnny Carson. Yes, and then when, when when Conan didn't strike, I mean Conan, I love Conan O'Brien. I think he's great. And it, like, well, how many months was it? And they pulled the plug and they brought Jalen on. Yeah, back. and that was that was the atrocious. And was, how? Mm. What, and who would tune into that and watch that big chin motherfucker sit? And I, I now here's the thing: I don't know Johnny Carson because I, I wasn't here. And I, that's what I said to Bob. I said I don't think Patrick's ever seen the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, yes. so it may not be a great. Uh, and well, I, and I also don't know Jay Leno because I wouldn't watch him. I would much I rather watch. You know, I'd I, I'd much while they're at. Rather watch a sewage truck, you know, <laughs> tip over and you know yeah. spew. And, and so I just, I mean, I've never. So, so I, by accident, one time saw him, saw Jay Leno speak or do his monologue, and I've never seen somebody wait so long for a for a a laugh. Yeah, and he and he wouldn't leave because he repeats his punchline like three or four times in a row, and then he waits. And I was like, well, say something funny, motherfucker. And anyway, so I don't understand how anybody ever thought he was funny. Right. Jay Leno. And I, I've, I've seen video of Johnny Carson since, so I know who it is now. Yeah. But I had no idea who that was. So I wouldn't want... And the Conan, I've I seen a couple of times, and I think Conan O'Brien is, one, is a brilliant mind. I, I, however, I think, I, I, as far as comedy goes, I think uh, he, he's definitely funnier than Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon because I have toothbrushes that are funnier than Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> but... His, uh, what? I do. It's funny. It's Fuck true. Jimmy Fallon. Fuck that guy. I, I can't stand him. I hate him. that guy. I can't stand him. Nobody laughs harder at jokes than Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, he's oh, terrible. his own jokes. Yeah. He's awful. Yeah. And did you know he used to have Anthony Jessen, like, used to write, he was, uh, he was a writer for him, and they never used one of his jokes? No. You know why? Because Anthony, Anthony Jessen looks funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, oh, my. Anyway. So. Yeah, Conan, Conan is, is, uh, He's he he definitely had a really awkward start. I remember the first couple of years that he had a show in the nineties. It, it was just really awkward watching him because he it's just seemed so uncomfortable. I mean, it was, but the thing fun the, to watch though. The thing, well, the, this is Conan's weakness. I think as a comedian, still he still does this. Is that he'll he'll tell the joke and then he'll explain the joke. See, it was funny because this, you know, in a way, it's like that's almost part of his stick now. Yeah, and I think he, he he especially early on he 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 was losing some people because of the show almost got canceled in the early days. I mean, he almost didn't survive. Yeah, the best thing I think for me about his show are the writers that he hires. He's had some really talented people with. Well, him he's a great show. comedy writer himself. He is. That's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where yeah. I was going with that. that. Yeah. That's I, so I think, he knows. I think he is. He knows what's funny. Yeah. Um, and I think his sidekick Andy Richter I think he's very funny and very yeah, yeah he he's definitely a good foil for he him. needs yeah, Andy he's there a great, yeah. He's a, yeah. yeah whereas people you know I know Paul Schaefer is one of the greatest uh, just just side men in, yeah. for, forget his music yeah. yeah I think he's one of the greatest side men in history I've never laughed so hard and and, and people also I'm sure they give him credit but I, Rupert G on Dave Letterman's uh, from the Hello Deli. Next oh God, damn! I don't, so right. I don't yeah. know if anybody was funnier than him. Yeah. on that show, yeah. without course, even trying. Let, let, Letterman yeah. is God. Let, 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 you know, there's, there's nobody will ever touch Letterman. Yeah, just end a story. And if you know, if Dave ever does anything, I, I, I want, I just want to, I want to shake his hand, or maybe just elbow bump because can't shake hands anymore. Anyway, but so see, Bob, we got your, we got your question in there. I wasn't going to use it. But there it is. Because it was so we, weird. But we, we love talking about late night TV. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, well, I, I grew up, you know, when I was old enough to stay up late, I watched Johnny Carson because it was yeah. on a, 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 my, a, my 
and on the East Coast is eleven thirty, which is you know late for a young lad of myself. But if I knew that somebody, if I had read in the paper that somebody was going to be somebody cool was going to be on, I'd either sneak and watch it, or I'd just ask, hey, you know, Louis Belson's going to play drums with the band tonight. Can I watch it? Buddy Rich is going to be on. Can I can I watch it or so and so? And the thing about that band was that they were versatile. I mean, they were they would play. Um, sometimes they'd have a full band come on and, and do their thing, or they would sing with the Tonight mm-hmm. Show band, and they had to be, you know, the, kind of like the Paul Schaefer thing. When, yeah. they, when there wasn't a full band showing up, they were going to use supplement their act with the Paul Schaefer band. Frequently, especially back in their early days, too. Well, in the old days, too. Even if they did have a full band, that both bands would play yeah. together. Yeah. You know, that's really cool. Yeah. I saw Paul Schaefer and the crew back up Eddie Van Halen on that awesome video. But my God, I mean, you know, you don't get to, you don't get to just, you know, turn a sheet of music and, you know, jump in. Well, I mean, the first band that they had was Hiram Bullock on guitar and Will, uh, Will Lee on bass yep. and Steve Jordan on drums mm-hmm. and Paul Schaefer playing that. Those are four heavy hitting motherfuckers. Yeah. I and mean, those guys could play. My, my, I've forgotten about those really early days because I, when I think of that, my, my favorite lineup was the people who were there to the end too. It was, was obviously Willie. Um, Anton Fig. Uh, Anton Fig and Sid McGinnis on guitar. Yeah, ridiculous. <sighs> Sid McGinnis was somebody's name I was trying to remember in a previous show. What's that guitar player's name? Sid McGinnis. Sid McGinnis. Yeah, and then later, they I forget the, the woman's name they picked up after, after they moved to CBS. Yeah. So they had two guitar Second players. Second guitar, yeah. She's she, she was also great, yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that to me, that was because I grew up with that when watching David Letterman but when he was still on NBC. That band uh, with Anton and, and Sid and Will, would, God, they were so great. Yeah, yeah. yeah Anton Fig. Good. She, she, she had that second guitar player on Letterman. She, her voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it'll come to me. But yes, yes, yeah. Bob, we, we need to just send Bob a t-shirt now. Something. That's still the best theme song too. Is the one that Paul Schaefer wrote for the Letterman show. Yeah, I mean, it but, sounds like a theme song. Yeah. Well, and every, every time it would seem like every time I would watch something. After I knew who Paul Schaefer was, he was the he was the the, the band leader for whatever uh, rock and roll in, uh, Hall of Fame introduction introduction or yeah he was kind of everywhere Kennedy Center time. honors or any yeah. of the Paul Schaefer was like hey yeah, yeah I know I know that yeah. guy what a what a and 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 then to hear him interviewed I remember when when Dave had his surgery and Paul hosted for a while he was not no he was not comfortable but my <laughs> so god funny. he was still as funny he was still as good he told the story of and I say Canada because you're pretty much in the neighborhood but he he would play in the he would play in the, the in the winters and they'd put these amplifiers in the back of their cars at the end of the gig and they would just drive home listening to the to the tubes these glass tubes and the amplifiers crack yeah in you know okay, from so the cold yeah. you know yeah, from yeah. the and and it just we we have we've had those nights where obviously not canadian winter nights but we've had those nights where we're driving home and ruin gear from being you know in the in the heat to the cold or the vice versa mm-hmm. and uh, but his his ability to tell a story and throw these these one liners in it and throw as as good a as good a narrator or storyteller or a comedian or a musician or, or 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 artist or whatever. Oh well, yeah, and he had like, brilliant. He had a full career before he even moved to. I mean, he'd been playing music in you know in clubs around Canada for yeah. a hundred years before yeah. he even got to New York. You know. Yeah. yeah. Just, that's the that's the that's the time I want to be the fly on the wall is when Paul and Dave are discussing a show. Yeah. Either either post or previous, you know, either post show or you know pre show or I I just I want to you know that's I wish that was CB so great if they because they're David's been doing a lot of uh, interviews and stuff over the past couple of years which are great you know with his big fuck off beard (laughs) and uh, I I would love to see just just him and Paul just sit. You know, would do one of those those you know long form interview shows just the two of them talking about what they've what the stories is yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, the, that's my my favorite thing about those shows is that the, the guests will frequently turn questions on Dave. Um, and have you seen the Warren Zevon episode? That's yeah. the best. Oh, oh, the the last like he shows up and he's he's the only guest for the whole. Oh, show. you've seen it. You saw. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought yeah. You, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll rip your heart out. Yeah. 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 I watched. I, I want to say I watched that live. I want to watch that. Yeah. I think I think I think I did too, and I ended up crying at the end of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was, oh, it's tough. Last time you're gonna 
Yeah, last time I'm going to be here. So yeah, somebody said on. I mean, David Letterman has provided like some of the greatest moments in television. That was one of them. Was when Warren came on. The other one was when he finally broke the the comedy uh, blackout after nine eleven. He was the first one mm. to come out and talk, and he he. He, he very slowly he came out. There was no no intro thing, no fanfare, no no yeah. theme song. He just came out and started talking, and it was like minutes before he even got to the first joke. You know, yeah. And I remember when he finally got to that first joke, it was like it was like this huge cathartic release. Like, yes, we could finally laugh again. You mm-hmm. know. And Dan Rather came out. I think Dan Rather was his first guest, and he was amazing that night too. It was just that uh, was that was first an incredible. Time we had Madonna on. Did you uh, see that one? Is that one when she? Uh, she she started smoking one of his cigars and she was cussing a lot. Right, and there was a couple from probably you know Minnesota that was there and to see the show. And every time she swore, they would be like, they would do this reaction. So a cameraman caught it. So every time, I'm not sure how they had it timed, but every time that they cussed, the camera would pan to them and they'd be like, like stop it, stop cussing, you know. <laughs> and uh, and and the reason why it was interesting was because he's like, okay, we have to go to commercial, and she's like, why, why do you have to go. <laughs> Can't you pay your bills? And she gave him all the shit about it, and they kept rolling. They didn't go to yeah. commercial for a much longer time. I watched it on, on tape afterwards. Yeah. I watched yeah. it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, bitch. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Bob, for the for the topic. Yeah, yeah thanks, that was as always. Yeah, we've gone. We see, we talked about it. We're just we, gonna. Yeah. Me and Chad are in agreement that the Doc Severinsen band was probably the best band, and that's just sentimental for me because I, I oh, grew yeah. up. I, I spent more hours watching Doc. And on that show, and to me, that was just the perfect setup. I mean, you know, Ed, we, Ed and Johnny and Doc were just so great yeah. together. Through them. And uh, and uh, and then when Doc wasn't there, Tommy Newsom, the piano player, would direct the band. And Tommy oh. it was just this old guy that had this like really weird smile. And Johnny would tease him mercilessly. I don't remember that. Oh, oh yeah, he'd just be like mm, not saying a word, you know. And Johnny would make fun of him. He'd be like, mm. he never, <laughs> never spoke and stuff like that. But you got to forget too that at some point. Along the way, maybe it was when Conan was there. Um, you know, Max Weinberg. Max Weinberg had had his band, and then it was Jimmy Vivino. Vivino was a real real band leader in that. In that yeah. Band, yeah, and then uh, and then of course when Alan went to shit, and I'm not sure who was the, in the band when Jay Leno came back, and then obviously mm-hmm. when Fallon took over, it became the Roots eventually, which is you know kind of just a weird combination. They're great though. I mean, I've, I've, roots are fucking awesome yeah yeah it's just like and, and somewhere there's an article about that quest love talks about how they finally decided okay i guess we'll do this maybe it's because they saw the paycheck i don't know not really <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm teasing i don't know what the story i didn't i didn't read the full art i didn't read the article yet they could get a lot of time rehearsing in between you know waiting for laughs, <laughs> there's there's a great story i saw just recently that um captain kirk douglas the guitar player in the roots uh when prince came on the show I don't know when, obviously before Prince died. <laughs> I don't know how long ago this was. Good man, Chad. Yeah, thank you. Let's do the math on that. Um, he, uh, Kirk had this really rare guitar. I can't remember what kind it is, but he happened to have it with him, with, with him there that night, and he didn't normally use it, I don't think. But when Prince came in to do sound check, he said, hey, man, let me see that guitar. He was checking out. It was really cool. And, uh, and uh, I don't know if he asked if he could use it at that point or not. I can't remember. But during the show, because uh, Prince did two, two numbers, he did one song, and he, he walks off and walks over to Kirk, who was off camera. Say, "Hey, man, let me see that guitar again." And he hands it to him, and he comes back. And he play, actually plays the second song with Kirk's guitar. Nice. And so, you know, Kirk's over the moon. This is so cool. But then, at the end of the song, Prince does one of his throws guitar up in the air things, and he doesn't catch it. He throws it up, bam, on the ground. God, breaks the guitar. And I, I looked at the footage of this. You can't you can't see from the camera that it's broken. But you see Jimmy Fallon comes over to his credit afterwards, coming, okay. After the, and he, he kind of looks down at the guitar and like, like he kind of, like he's going to reach for it for a second. He goes, oh no, okay. I'm not going to touch that. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, they, 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 they uh, get through it. And uh, some, somewhere, I don't know if the footage was ever posted, but, but Kirk says in the interview, I found that they went and looked at the, the B-roll footage. They found footage of him, his reaction to his face just dropping in horror when he sees what happens. And Prince... Prince made well made good later. He apologized and and uh, had the guitar fixed for him. Jesus. But he he just walked off stage. He like bam, just leaves. And then, then Kirk hears like, oh, Prince wants to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is uh, this is just uh, true to form. Sixteen years of no direction. <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
but you know we're we're, we're uh, it's just it, it, every single day is another one of those every single day recently should i say is one of those days where you just look around and you're like are we gonna is there a way out of this <laughs> I, I know there is but it involves everybody working together and this exactly. i am one bullshit this i am me and my choice and you know i understand it i don't like wearing a mask i look really good in a mask by the way just I, I just want to say for the record, I look really, I mean, it covers up like three quarters of my face. Then when I put sunglasses on, I'm irre-fucking-zistable. Mm. So, um, but actually, the, the, the one that I have is a picture of a ball gag, so I look like the gimp. So, I know it's a lot of, you know, fantasies taken care of. But yeah, no, yeah. it's just, you know, nobody likes it. Nobody, nobody but, wants it. But, but it's, it's, I think it's, it's our only way out and also curtailing any kind of you know, anytime you can stay out of the out of the public, you know. But here's the reality: give it to me straight. If you're a frontline worker, either you're working in a hospital, you might be working in a grocery store, you might be working in anything that the people need. Those folks wear a mask, yes. and they wear them for between you know maybe between six and twelve hours a day. Yes. When you leave your house. And you go to the corner store to get a gallon of milk. You wear your mask for maybe five minutes. Yes. If you go out shopping somewhere to the grocery store or to the Home Depot or wherever you need to go, you feel you need to go shopping, you wear your mask for the allotted time that you're there. It's not a lot of time. You get back in your car, you take your mask off. How fucking hard is that to do? When you know that there are people mm-hmm. that are wearing those masks for the better part of a day. You can put on a mask to go to the store. That's, you can put on a mask to go run your errands. Yeah. You don't need to wear it in your car. You don't need to wear it when you're in your home. You don't need to wear it in your yard. Mm-hmm. You just wear it for the time. And it's like, yeah. what are these people doing where they're being forced to wear a mask because they went to the fucking grocery store? Yeah. I mean, you oh. have to wear it in the grocery store, and you take it off. There's a fellow, fellow on Twitter I saw recently that, that uh, said it that said the best way I, I, I've seen it put. And succinctly too that that uh, if you feel oppressed by you know facial covering and six feet of distance, then I'm pretty sure you don't know what actual oppression is. Yeah, you know it's. Just, you wear you have to wear shirt shoes. Yeah. to walk into a store. Yeah, just wear a fucking mask. Yeah. Anyway, think of somebody else besides yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it boils down to. And even if you don't believe in it, even if that's you know if it's hurting your feelings and it's you know it's a little bit uncomfortable. You know, just, just just try and think of somebody that you like. I know it's difficult because, it, like Eric, Eric C. Hughes just said, it's you know, it's not about you. Just you know, even if you care about somebody else, and maybe they're a little older than you, or little you know, in in worse health or whatever, just do it for them. You know, it, it's not that hard. It's not that. Yeah. I have a million, a million things to say, and I don't want to go because it'll just start another war in here. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's just it's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun, but it's the only way out of it. And people want to, you know, people want to see their relatives again and their friends and their, you know, they want to get back to work and they want to get and you yeah. know, it's a it's a it's, it's a tiny sacrifice for and and you know, imagine if you're. Imagine if you're having to make this sacrifice in a, in the third world, you know, uh, on top of what what they go through in, in regular life. We're in the first fucking world, mm. and we got everything at our fucking fingertips. We got these angels from all you know the postal service and the, the, all these people that are bringing you your shit every fucking day, you know, and they're yeah. you know you're endangering them. But it just it just never ends. You, you gotta you know you gotta. You got to make a little sacrifice in the land of everything, you know, to, to, you, with everything at your fingertips. Versus, imagine if the people in the third world had to take on yet another hardship. Right. To it's just it's staggering. It just my tiny little mind has not got space to house any more of this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll you'll definitely be thinking about it when you know if you you get in a car accident and, and they refuse you at the hospital because they don't have any beds left, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, 
We could go on. We just did go on. We just I fucking derailed it. It's my. No, I'm, you know. I'm glad we. It's, it's one of those things. I feel like we, we're often tap dancing around current events, but things have gotten yes so intense now. It's kind of ridiculous to not talk about it. Frankly, yes. So, so I would like to say that we're 16 years old. Maybe we're going to hit maturity sometime soon. Maybe. <laughs> God, I hope not. Okay, good. So yeah, we're, we're you know uh, we're going to celebrate our sixth. We're going to do something. I don't know what we're going to do, but uh, uh, thanks to this COVID bullshit, we're going to probably have to do it online. But I think we should, uh, you know, we're we're, we're going to use this time now this week to figure out what we're going to do. But but we're going to do something uh, uh, this week because I think we, we. What date do we settle on? Friday the 17th. 17th. Friday the 17th, July. Blackguards turned 16. 16. Sweet 16. And uh, we've just had our 75th slippy cast, and we're, you know. We, we, Things are looking up. Yeah. They're definitely, well, we're. 75th episode, 15th <laughs> video episode. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I've done 25 of these things. Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah, since like, episode yeah, 50 wasn't the first one. You were 50 right? was the first one. Yeah. Wow. I just saw that they came across my YouTube scrolling on YouTube. It said, Welcome Eric C. Hughes, number fifty. I'm like <laughs> done twenty five of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Eric, uh so we're also gonna air Eric C. Hughes, speaking to Eric C. Hughes on mm. the drums, we're gonna need we're gonna get some uh, Eric C. Hughes drum lessons. If you're looking to you know, if you wanna be the second best drummer in the world, learn from the best. Indeed. Texas drums. Call me. Yeah. Text me. Yeah. Text me. So we're reach out to blaggers.com and they'll, they'll they'll put us in touch. Yeah, I'll put the. Uh, the do you have, you have you have a website, right? I took it down. Oh, I'm, you did? I'm thinking about. I was just like, yeah. Oh, but I'll. I'll, I'll uh, do you know any good web designers, uh, Chad? Grinder.com slash Eric C Hughes. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. where you go. Yeah. yeah, that's where you go. Grinder. Tell him I said. Don't tell him I said you. Sorry, mom. But I can put your info in the show notes too, if you want to do it. That yeah, way. let's do that. Uh, let's just do my email. Maybe that's probably the easiest way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned that last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But cool. we we are, we're we're so grateful for all of you and 16 years of meeting and getting to know and travel with and travel to and from and uh, all the couches that we've desecrated and we've <laughs> all the houses that we've and just just friends and just everybody that we've met. We're so grateful to have to have met everybody, and it's going to continue. Uh, we're just going to. We're going to get through this bullshit so we can come out and see, you know, play live for you because we have, I want to say 16 years is that, you know, taught us a thing or two. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, our goal is now to bring the best live performance to your town, to wherever the hell you are in the world. That's going to be our goal going forward. And we're so grateful to have you. Cannot wait to see you. And uh, just wear your mask, wash your hands and be fucking good to each other. We're, <laughs> we're tired of not seeing you. Yes. All right. Thank you. On that note. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.